Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass. Be careful as you pass. Move along, move along. Come inside, the show's about to start. Rapture.org, our band site. My new co-host, Lorraine. Hi, Lorraine. Hi. How are you, Pastor Harry? I'm doing okay. Thank you. How are you? Doing okay. Getting over cold. Praise God. Yes, you are. You sound much better. You know, I'm hoping that this uh, broadcast today, I'm trying to play around with these microphones because with Wi-Fi, this connection is... It's difficult. It should have an, an Ethernet and higher speed internet, but we're doing the best we can for the moment. Okay, I don't, hear, okay I don't hear the echo in your voice, so that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. So it is the reverb. It's very hard to talk. So today's a very serious show. You know, we've been doing this show for a long time, since 2008. And in 2004, we did a show on the History Channel, Stand to Begone, exposing the great psychological and spiritual damage done by the Santa Claus lie. We scramble for Satan. It's evil. It's it's lying to your children. It's vacating your role as a, a parent's role as a truth teller, turning them into a lying box. Only Santa is is a child's first religion their first belief, they look at Santa as God, only to have this God shattered in front of their face and forever associated with December 25th, Christmas and the birth of Jesus. And that's why Santa, to do as much damage as he can to little Christian children. And, you know, Jesus has something to say about the Christian world that partakes in the Santa lie. He said, it's better to tie a millstone around your neck, a 600-pound stone, and jump into the sea than to lead a little one astray. 
and Santa, you're leading your own children astray. It's sin, it's wickedness, and you need to repent of Christmas this year. Once again, is this fake Trinity God where they proclaim that God was born in the manger and they bring confusion by saying Jesus is the Son of God, but then they flip it to God the Son and God born in the manger. No, Jesus is not God. Jesus never claimed to be God. Jesus never taught that he's God. Peter was given the revelation of who Jesus is. You are the Christ, the son of a living God. And Jesus said, blessed are you, Peter. And they called him Peter, means the rock. Blessed are you. His name was Simon before that. He said, blessed are you, Peter. For my father himself has revealed this unto you. And upon this truth, I will build my church. And even the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So everyone that believes Jesus is the Christ, the son of a living God, into God's church from above and is part of his true church. And everyone that believes in Satan's trinity and Santa, you're not part of Jesus' true church. You're part of Satan's counterfeit fake church. And God is sick and tired of the wickedness that America and the Christian world, Catholic and Protestant, has turned Christianity into and now God has roared because we are faced with the worst weather in the USA. Uh, a horrific Arctic blast is descending upon America. Half of the United States, 165 million people, are going to be affected by this directly and experience wind chills at least negative 10 below zero over the next few days leading into Christmas. And there are many examples in the Old Testament. Lorraine, I know you found a few for me. They show how God uses weather. And well, I, this... I, 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 excuse me, I found in Revelation 9:14, um, releasing of four angels, and it talks about um, darkness and weather and stuff. I believe that uh, I, I think the United States is in serious trouble here. Um, I really yes, think that the homeless people, I think that the homeless people outside are going to be subjected to death right away when that temperature drops so far and there's no place for them to go. I think a lot of people, even in their homes, are going to um, light fires and stuff and not have proper ventilation and may die from carbonation, uh, carbon, monoxide, uh, carbon, yes. uh, yeah, monoxide, uh, poisoning You're right. and stuff. There's going to be a lot going on. And in Revelation 9:14, it talks about um, how long it lasts. It lasts for one hour and one day and one month. So this could go on for a while. And, you know, frozen pipes, uh, utility outages, cell phone outages, power outages, all kinds of problems. And then, like you were saying, cars, dead batteries, you know, and stuff. And so it's going to be really serious, I believe. And... Uh, yeah, we better brace ourselves, and I will believe that teaching and stuff is wrong, and um, you brought it to my attention, and I wholeheartedly believe what you're telling me, um, and I know I know that it's wrong. I know in my heart of hearts that it's wrong, um, 
that it leads people astray, not just children. It leads a lot of people astray. It leads adults astray. We're talking generation after generation of believing this lie and it growing and growing and growing and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, that's, that's exactly right, Lorraine. And Jesus said, you make void, powerless the word of God by the traditions of men. And Santa Claus, every lie that goes of it is a tradition of man that makes the word of God powerless. And God, we have done this show for a long time, Lorraine, and the real response to the show has been this by the vast majority of the Trinity, Christian world, Catholic, and Protestant. Here's the response to saying that Santa Claus is demonic and discerning children. Here's the response. Well, I can guarantee when it hits chill tonight and they have no power, they won't be laughing. And they'll wake up Christmas morning with no power. We're in the dark. And you know, the saddest thing of all is the vast majority of the Christian world, Catholic and Protestant, Jehovah Witness and Mormon, they will not repent because in their twisted delusion, thinking they're saved by the fake Trinity God, by grace through faith, not works, lest any man boast. Miss Alvin wrote, they believe that they are righteous as Job. So no matter what judgment God brings upon them, they simply will say it's a test of faith. And I guarantee you will see the famous Christian leadership, especially the evangelicals, down in Dallas and other places come out and say this this horrific weather is a test of faith. They will not admit it's the judgment of God. They don't want to repent of their evil and their lies. So they look right. at it as a te- as a test of faith. I have seen right. churches right, Lorraine. I have seen churches ripped to pieces by earth, by tornadoes, by F fives. So there's nothing left. But they'll praise the fact that a baby four miles away is found alive they will never admit it is judgment until one day when they're left behind in the first of two raptures then some judgment as a whole now there may be one person or two or three listening to the show today and they're agreeing and they're saying enough is enough it's time to leave these dead churches come to jesus as the true son of a living god and follow god in spirit and truth you can't, Jesus said, my father seeks those to worship him in spirit and truth, not in lies and falsehood and deceit. And it it does such yeah. horrific damage to lie to them right. about Santa. We got to look at but, other, other things that are happening in the world too, like uh, right. um, the Euphrates River. It speaks to this in the Bible that it's dried up now. And that's a precursor to four angels being released as the Euphrates River being dried up. That's a huge river. And yes, it, it is. is dried up. And um, that was well, prophesied how many years ago? I mean, 2,000 really? years. And it's how can, how can anybody yes. say that the word, of God, the word of God is not true? I mean, well, today the prophecies are unfolding right before our eyes. We're seeing things like we've never seen before. Yeah, we're hearing rumors of wars and, and uh, earthquakes and, and wars. 
as we're speaking right now, Putin's firing uh, uh, rockets and missiles in the Ukrainian towns, hot using their nuclear plant as a shield. Korea just test fired two more missiles to threaten South Korea. Yes, so and China is getting aggressive, and they fi- they they formed a a military pact with Russia to. Two months ago, practiced the first Russian-Chinese war games together because the United States cannot fight a five-front war. Our military is weakened as it is. We can't fight a war against Russia, China, Syria, and North Korea. NATO is weak. NATO's cowardly. They always were. They bowed before Hitler, and they, they bowed before Putin. And... um to show the weakness, Lorraine, uh, of the United States and Biden, <laughs> Lewinsky, the leader of the Ukraine, just came over here, and they gave him one Patriot missile battery, one single Patriot missile battery, all of Russia's rockets and missile attacks, and to be trained in a third, third world, third country. That's how cowardly they are. So Putin sees that, and he's emboldened. Take another city now. Because this is one thing I know about bullies and evil, and I've been facing one in the last few weeks. Uh, yeah, Just saying. Nation, nation against nation will rise up against right. nation. That's and kingdom, prophecy. And kingdom and against that's kingdom. That's right. happening right now. And, and you know, what's going right. to happen is water. Water is going to... Um, become depleted. Obviously, it's going. There's going to be bitter wood that's going to hit the water. It's going to be foul tasting. Fish are going to die. There's going to be blood everywhere in the sea and whatever. There's. There, it's just going to be a catastrophic all over the yes, world. It is. This isn't just going to happen in the United States. This is going to happen all over the world. And um, you know, you think water is expensive now. It's going to probably be more than uh, gold um, because. Uh, it's going to be so depleted and people need water. And like you were saying, they're going to start mixing wine with blood and all this other stuff and start drinking just weird stuff. But, well, right um, well, during the tribulation, the only thing they will have to drink is the blood of the saints mixed with wine to kill the taste. Because when the two witnesses come, who probably is, is Elijah and Moses, and when those two witnesses come, possibly Enoch and Elijah, but when uh, what the first witness will shut the will shut the heavens for three and a half years. There will be not one drop of rain, and the second one, as Moses did, the curse against the Pharaoh, one of the ten plagues, will turn the rivers to blood, and they will reek, and the stench will be unbelievable from dead fish. And as the world is slaughtering Christians for one thousand two hundred sixty days, for the Christians that find they missed the first rapture. And they finally repent last 1,260 days. And all the world, as they're killing Christians, will have the drink is the blood of the saints mixed with wine. And you're right, water is becoming a, a precious commodity more and more and more every day. And there's people right now, when these power outages hit from this Arctic blast, it's coming upon a nation, America, it's totally unprepared over the next few days. Water's going to freeze everywhere, and pipes are going to break. We're going to rush the stores, but their batteries won't start because they'll be frozen dead, and they'll have to walk 
or take wagons. Right, and, and it'll be and, difficult and, walking in that kind yeah. of weather because it's like it, it talks about like a snake bite. The, it, it's so yeah. when you touch something so cold. I mean, even a freezer is not as cold as it's going to be. Oh no, um, no, nothing like it. <laughs> right, when you touch something that cold, I mean, your hand will stick to it. You're you're gonna it's gonna be like a snake bite. It's no doubt that it can rip the skin right off of you. It's gonna you're be absolutely. so cold, right. and we're it's not prepared absolutely. for that. I mean, no, you, and it's coming. You, it's coming. Right now, the, right. This, right, exactly the rain. And this snow, this Arctic Siberian blast that's descending upon the United States of America, this is the judgment of God. God is sick and tired of the Christian world and your fake churches. He is sick and tired of your Santa Claus lie, of her harming his little children. He said it's better to tie a millstone around your neck, a 600-pound stone, and dive into the sea than to lead a little child astray. Yeah, is, you, seen, right. you You were talking to me about some show that you seen last night. I'm sure there's oh. hundreds of them around. Well, I'm the sure that there's night, hundreds Lorraine. of them around, and I'm sure yeah. that, you know, this isn't just yeah, the show last night was. Yeah, the show last night was horrific. We're going to take a real quick break. We come back. I'm going to show what I saw last night. I was, um, it's beyond words. We'll be right back. Rose of the red nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you would even say it glows. All of the other reindeers used to let us call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer game. And then one foggy Christmas Eve, Santa came to stay. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? Then all the reindeers loved him, and they shouted out with glee. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer, you go down in history, and then... Hey, hello, and welcome back to Doomsday Talk Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Harry, here on Block Talk. I'm here with my new, bold co-host, Lorraine, and i just like to say... To my knowledge, this is the only radio broadcast, the only broadcast of any kind, quote, Christian, that is preaching the truth of the gospel, who Jesus is, and the destructive lie of Santa Claus to the world. And I'm glad we have this, this opportunity. And I'm hoping, as we always say, it's in the Bible code, that we win a mega lottery. And we can expand this show to reach millions and millions and millions of people. And I believe out of the millions and millions and millions, under 44,000 people will leave these dead churches, will finally listen to the Holy Spirit, come out, accept Jesus as who he truly is, the Christ, the Son of a living God, keep his word with perseverance, as it says to the Church of Philadelphia in Revelation chapter 3, and escape the coming Holocaust in the first of two rapture events. 
And, um, you know, Lorraine, the, the saddest thing of this whole thing. Um, can I just say something real quick, please? I just want to acknowledge um, <laughs> over the past seven years, we met because of In Jesus' Name Ministries online. It's a prayer, intercessory prayer group, a platform for people to post the Word of God and to share the Word of God and um, to pray for others. And, and uh, that's how we met. And I just want to give a shout-out for all the members of In Jesus' Name Ministries. I know a lot of them might be believing in the Trinity, and I hope that they will see the truth and that they will hear the truth and that they will recognize the truth and that their eyes will be open. Um, I want to thank everybody that prays there and um, helps other people in need. Um, that's a ministry. We do not accept donations through that ministry or any financial favors through that ministry. We simply ask that you support your local church and those that are teaching you uh, the word of God and truth. And that uh, when a prayer is posted and if somebody has a financial need on that site, then we ask that you um, give to them directly if you want to help them. Um, that way, 100% of your gift donation goes directly to the person that is in need. Um, I want to thank everybody for that, and I want to thank you, Pastor Harry, for allowing me this opportunity to come on here with you and to share the Word of God and to learn more with you and to help help people that don't really know. So if we could speak about repentance, because right now I, with the I idol will. of I Satan. We're going to speak I about mean, repentance, but okay. Okay. Uh, last night on this television show, because... It right after, right before, and after this show, they're talking about this horrific Arctic weather. It's Siberian weather is descending upon this country. It was so ironic because the show. And then anyway, I don't need to name a name because this was a country western Christmas show by the most famous female singer on the planet. So everyone knows who she is. And um, the show started off, Lorraine. I just watched it, you know. I just was watching it, right? And um, she starts off, and suddenly she's in hell, surrounded by flames everywhere. And she's singing about casting Satan into hell. And she's singing, into hell, into hell, like a handbasket in the hell. We cast Satan into hell. So she starts off casting hell, right? Then, before that, her and this other famous TV talk show host is doing a duo with her, and they're bashing people that are against her show and Santa. They're saying, we're haters. It doesn't matter. Let the haters hate. So they're calling us haters if we're against their Santa Claus, Satan lie. Then she's in hell casting out the devil, and then she begins to sing a song with 15 children they bring out, how great is and Santa's good and magic too Santa is for me and you so she's praising how real Santa is and Santa and magic are good and then she goes into a third song casting doubt upon God is God real does he care does he even listen to our prayer so you know it'd be better if Jesus said I want you hot or cold for me but if you're lukewarm, you nauseate me. I will, you sicken me. I will vomit. It would have been better if this famous country western woman put on a black robe, a pentagram, and just worshipped the devil. 
but they do it in such a deceitful, dishonest way, and yeah. 30 million little ch- children are watching right, this. It's sickening. Yeah. You know, I, I'd like to say that a lot of people, even for myself, I was, uh, you know, I knew that, okay, I was telling my kids a fib, a story that, you know, Santa Claus, okay, let's go get some presents and stuff, whatever. Let's celebrate, you know, Christmas with Santa Claus. And it got to the point where, you know, I'd take them shopping with me and I'd say, okay, what do you want? Let's just wrap it up. And then you have to go, ooh, ah, uh, ooh, ah, uh, on Christmas and pretend you're surprised, you know, the older they got. Right. It was it was an ongoing thing. And I know in my own childhood when I was raised, we didn't have a lot of money for Santa Claus, uh, you know, to bring gifts and stuff. And so there was this one particular year where my father came home and it, we had all it decorated. We had a silver tree that year and it had, uh, you know, a, uh, a wheel that was shining lights on it and stuff. And we had hung these crepe paper bills and everything. We were all excited. We were going to have family over and everything for Christmas and it was going to be a big ordeal. He came in, and my stepmother and him just started arguing like crazy. Next thing you know, he's tearing down all this crepe paper decorations and stuff, you know, and all of his kids are just sitting there watching this like in horror. And then he throws that Christmas tree out the door, and everything just shatters all over the place, you know, and they're just bickering back and forth about money. Um, a lot of people get in trouble at Christmas time because of money and stuff. And it's, I don't know if it's so much that people are intentionally doing this as they were raised and this is a tradition that they follow and it's just grown into this giant, uh, you know, snake that's slithering out there that nobody's really recognizing it and speaking up about it. You, you've been doing this for 30, what, eight years now? speaking up against the truth about Santa and the harm that it does to people and stuff. It's not just children that it's doing harm to. It's it's doing it to the core of um, all people, I think, not just children. You're, you're I right. Think at the core, I think at the core we know that it's wrong, but yet we, we continue in this, this game, you know, if it's bringing us joy or happiness or laughter or whatever. The, the fact of the matter is behind it is an idol, it's idol worshiping when um, Santa becomes more important than Jesus Christ, and we're not focused on Jesus Christ. Well, then and Jesus, he... let's let's forget the Jesus Christ name, Lorraine, because that's like a first and last name. He's not. There's no such thing as Jesus Christ. He's Jesus the Christ, Jesus the Messiah, Yeshua the Messiah. Jesus, okay. 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 Right. But, okay. okay. My mistake. But, but it's okay. You, know, you were. To, you were. A, it's okay. It takes away so much from uh, what Christmas is really all about. I remember when I was married to my first husband, they celebrated Christmas on Christmas Eve, of you know, with Santa dancing around the tree, singing all these Yuletide songs and stuff, and having family together and opening presents on Christmas Eve. And then on Christmas Day, they celebrated the birth of Christ and stuff. So that was a little different. That was a Norwegian holiday back then, and um, that was a new experience for me, too. But, yeah, all the years of growing up with Santa, you know, every year coming out, uh, what do you do? You know, you, you just don't really realize what damage it is doing, and it is doing damage. And I, I thank you for bringing it forward and all these years being – I mean, it's like you might as well be – poked with a red-hot poker as many people rise up 
against this um, this news that oh my gosh, you know, we're we're lying to our children, and when we face the fact that we're lying to them and we're not being honest with them, and we're not even being honest with ourselves, you know. So it, well, that's a, true, and. Right, and you want to teach your children to not lie, but you participated in a lie for four or five years. And you're telling your older siblings that no Santa Claus is a lie and fake to lie to your little younger siblings. It's 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 right. a vortex so of hell. Everybody's just lying, right? Everybody's right. just lying. And the, and the father of lies is who? Satan. <laughs> you know? And that's right, why right. if you look at the name Santa, Lorraine, S-A-N-T. End to the end of a name, and you get Satan. He is—it's an anagram. He he put his own name in it. Proud of it. He loves the lie of Santa because it does damage to children. It plants a seed of doubt, always connected to December twenty-fifth and Christmas. It does a lot of damage to the family because there's a lot of stress put on. Strife, uh, you fighting. Know, more and more and more. you got to have more and more and more. You know, it's not just right. one gift. You right. Can, you family, except for my parents. Thing. Right. My own family, except for my parents, when I did Santa Begone on the History Channel, spoke against Santa, and we lit a Santa effigy doll on fire, they have not talked to me since 2005. All because of a ridiculous lie that's not real anyway. It's it just it's just pathetic. But we're going to take a quick break now. It's halftime here, Lorraine, and uh, we'll be uh, right back. Hey, you got okay. to try to. You're a lion tamer. You got to tame a lion here. Okay, you thank may, you. You may need a latex suit and a whip, but I don't think so. We'll be right back. <laughs> Philadelphia.org, and I'm here with my new co-host, Lorraine. Hey, Lorraine. 
Hey, I'd like to speak about your artwork on the beginning of the site where you have 666 across the forehead and the hand is pointing into like a dungeon or whatever. What exactly does that mean? Well, it should have words, and I'm hoping you can put words on it. It should say across the top, welcome to the end times, and down the side, Mystery Babylon, Rev, REV 17. That represents the future when the whole world is going to take part in a Luciferic initiation, six, six upon their foreheads, and they'll be hunting down Christians. That, that building he's pointing to represents the converted churches and temples of the world, the Satan's church of sex called Mystery Babylon. When the Antichrist comes, he's going to revive an ancient Gnostic sex cult that'll sweep the world in a week. And it really teaches that sex with anything and everything is the path to heaven. And they're going to worship the orgasm as a one. That's the madness that's coming upon this planet. So that's what he's pointing to. I'm sorry, that cut out. Can you repeat that again? Okay. The Antichrist will revive an ancient Gnostic religion, a sex cult. And it will teach that sex with anything, sex with anything is the path to heaven. And they will worship the orgasm as oneness with God, the atonement with God, insanity that's coming upon this world. And let me tell you, a religion of sex is going to sweep this world in a week. It'll be the most popular thing. In fact, it gets so popular that the Bible says the the center of it is going to be the Vatican in Rome. And this sex religion, this sex cult of religion, of sex and drugs and magic will become so popular that people don't even care about the Antichrist speeches anymore. So he becomes... And you know what he does, Lorraine? Well, you're cutting out, so no, I don't know what he does. Okay, well... He he nukes the Vatican with a small tactical nuclear weapon. He vaporizes it. And it says in one hour, the city is, is, is destroyed. And people flee from its plagues, from the from the radiation. And, and, what, what, and then what Bible scripture is that, please? That's in the book of Revelation, chapter 18. Okay. People can read that. He's going to nuke the Vatican, the city of seven hills, Rome, the Vatican, and force the world. Then he's going to start this Luciferic initiation. He's so enraged by it. But a religion of sex is coming. And like I said, with Santa Claus, this lie is pathetic. But this is the first year now God is backing up my words because he is this this Arctic Siberian freeze it is coming upon America like it is judgment from and um, nothing's going to stop it yet as I said before the vast majority of these false Christians and their leadership will not repent they'll view it as a test of faith they think they're righteous Job and Jesus God sees does not see their sin and they will look at it as test of faith and I guarantee it I'm just saying we will see some famous TV evangelists, we will see them on TV actually saying those words. Even if you have to sit in a dark room with did. candles, pray Santa, lie to your children, and lift up the fake Trinity God, Jesus. Well, okay, can we speak about repentance? 
you're talking about repentance. What is repentance and how do you go about it? Well, repentance would be to say to God, forgive me for lying to my children about Santa. Forgive me for dragging Santa into Christmas. Forgive me for following this Trinity God and the alone views. Forgive me, God, and I accept the truth that Jesus is the son of a living God. Do we have to follow him to heaven and earn the crown of life and kick that Santa Claus out of Christmas? That's what true repentance is. It's the change direction. But that, but that isn't the only reason to repent because of Santa Claus, right? Well, Santa, Trinity, and every lie that the churches teach. You see, the world is really non the world is out there sending their their brains out with sex, drugs, rock and roll, um, theft, murder, you name it. The Christian world is more sinning with false doctrine, with false religion, and of course, yes, yeah, sex is thrown in and pornography too. Because I would say the Christian world is, is as porn addicted as, as the non-Christian world. Evil okay. is everywhere, but it's just worse for those. We're, we're accountable for what we know. So the more you know, the more accountable you are. And every parent, when they be, when they accept the sin a lie, they know there's something wrong with it. See, no one has an excuse for two reasons. God gave have, us a con- – well, well, let me just hold are on you, to that question you, a second. Are you a parent? Are you a parent? Am I a what? Do you have children? Do I have children? Well, I don't have children, per se, of my own children, but all the little children of the earth are God's children. And I seem to care more about God's, all these little children than their own parents do, because I tell them the truth. So, So, I mean, uh, if I had a little child, he wouldn't, he would tell people, Santa Claus is a lie. I remember there was one girl, except she listened to our show, and she sent me a letter, and she told her Santa Claus was a lie and not false. And some woman was mm-hmm. in an elevator with her, and the elevator said to her little 10-year-old girl, ah, what is Santa going to bring you for Christmas? And she said nothing because Satan's fake. He's not real. Well, that woman couldn't even talk. She was so shocked. And see what mm-hmm. happens is, when you have a child and you tell your child Santa Claus is a big fat lie, when you're fulfilling the role God has given you as a truth teller, that child will have some friction with their fellow little peers mm-hmm. or they have doubts about Santa. But in a few years, every child will know that Santa Claus was a big fat lie and little, little Savannah told the truth and her parent, her mother has credibility. So then you're mm-hmm. maintaining your credibility as a truth teller why the parents that partake in the Santa lie have just shattered their credibility. And if you right. think if, if you think parent out there that you can repeat years about Santa and turn around and then tell your children, but Jesus is real. Jesus is God. There's a God in the sky named Jesus. If you think your child's going to no, believe no, that. No. Then I, have moon that war. Is, then I have moon war to sell. But teaching, I mean, that's what they teach. That's what they would say to a child or of a son of God oh. or whatever they say. But if you think that if you can lie to your child for five years about Santa 
And then they're going to have moon water for sale, and one drop will heal anything that's wrong with you for twenty nine ninety five a drop. You're cutting it's out. It's a joke. You're cutting, uh, you're cutting out sometimes. I don't know what's going on with your microphone. Well, it's because we're on Wi-Fi. Am I back? You're back. But, yeah, when you it, – maybe it's just Satan attacking you because uh, – Oh, it's the, um, it's the every connection. Time start, every time you start to speak something really important, it's like your microphone cuts out. <laughs> We have, we have the microphone Go cutting ahead. in and out or, or the reverb of me hearing my own voice. I don't know which is worse. But soon um. we're going to have a better connection like we used to have with a super high-speed Internet and an Ethernet, and there we'll go. You know, I was looking at Psalm 23 this morning, and Psalm 23 doesn't say, The Lord is my shepherd. I will never lack. No. It said, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack present tense. So yeah, lack in my life right now, but we trust Thank God you, and faith will, will meet all our needs. See, so Psalm twenty-three. Psalm twenty-three. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not lack. At what the moment, version are you reading? What version any, are you reading? Any version. It would. It wouldn't matter. But very soon, we'll have a high. We'll have a, we'll have a brand new computer with a high-speed internet, with a beautiful broadcast, with a mixer board, and we'll be taking 1,000 people okay. every time we talk. So, okay, it's, I, I need to stop on Psalm 23, okay, before you go too okay. far off. Psalm 23, King James Version reads, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Want and needs are two different things, and lack is totally something different, too. Well, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me to still water. In the Hebrew, the correct Hebrew translation of Psalm 23, the English translators translated it into want. Um, God never promised to meet all of our wants on our wants list. He promised to meet our needs. And that's another damage Santa Claus does. It gets a child to make a list of everything they want versus what they need. And our economy is going to get so bad in the future that they won't even be able to be, parents won't even be able to lie about about their children to Santa because Santa will just be able to meet their, their needs. Poor translation of the King James. It's not the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It's I shall not lack. And of course, yeah, we're okay. gonna go through we're gonna go through times in our life as a true believer in Jesus the Son of God when we lack certain things. And then God will meet our needs in faith and then we won't lack these things. But God always promised to give us to meet our need, not our greed, not our list. And it's like in your own life, I always tell people, Lorraine. Make a list. On one side, put all your wants. The other side, put your needs. Well, once your needs are met, then meet the needs of your brothers and sisters in Christ. And who are your brothers and sisters in Christ? Those that believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of a living God. When somebody believes in a Trinity God and every lie that goes with it, Santa, eternal salvation by faith alone, they're not our brothers. They're following the devil. I would help my true brothers and sisters in Christ. Those that believe. No, they're aware of the rain. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. God gave us all a conscience. 
So when we begin the Santa life, we know in our conscience it's wrong to lie to our kids about the Santa. We also have the Holy Spirit to convict us of truth, to show us, stop this. There is no excuse for anyone. There are no never will be excuses. Unless you're born a psychopath like Michael Myers in Halloween with no conscience, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. But we're going to take a quick break here. We'll be right back. And like I said, you got a rough job here, Lang. You're Lorraine taming a lion, but I think you can uh, do it. We'll be right back. <laughs> Satansrapture.com.org and anything else we come up with, banned by the churches. And with me is my new, very bold co-host, Lorraine. Hey, Lorraine. Hey. Hey, you're at ground zero hey. now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're there. And, uh, hey, you know, here we are. And just like I said, the saddest thing is, as brutal as this winter freeze is going to be, and I think it's going to be horrific, I think we're going to see pile up crashes, power outages across the country, people with no water, no heat, uh, children suffering, homeless people freezing to death and dying, pets dying. And instead of repenting, these blind, rebellious, stubborn Christians will say, test the faith, and they'll go on worshiping Santa and their fake Trinity God. That's the pathetic thing of the whole thing. They will not repent. Well, you know, Christmas ends at some point, okay? So after Christmas, right, right when Satan's not there, these uh, you're calling them fake Christians because they believe in the Trinity. You've got to remember, people are being led by uh, teachers and stuff like that, okay? And, and they're teaching false doctrine. And a lot of people, unfortunately, don't read their Bible and don't study the Word of God for well, themselves. No. They believe what they're being told. Hold on a minute. They believe what they're being told, and so when when uh, you come along and you're teaching them, hey, wait a minute, the biggest difference here is, um, you know, you can't convert a Muslim, per se, is what you said to me before, is that you can't convert a Muslim if you're teaching them Trinity, because they believe in one God, and I believe in one God, and if you're teaching them the Trinity, then they're like, no way, you know what I mean? But the way that you're teaching it in the correct way is that there is God the Father, the Creator, and that there's the begotten Son, Jesus, born of incorruptible seed, and then there's the Holy Spirit. 
So there's not three gods. Exactly. But a lot of people, a exactly. lot of people, uh, this is a lot of people have twisted the truth over time, and um, there's a lot of followers in churches. You got the wheat and the tares that are growing together in churches. So um, there are people that will recognize the truth and hear the voice of God, and they will, you know, come out from among them. And be and like, be separate, as God said. Right, come out of these churches and shine my light upon you, and I will be your father, and you will be my son. And that's what God's right. saying. And a few people, as the broadcast gets bigger and bigger, a few more will come out. Eventually, it'll be 144,000 people coming out and, and speaking the truth with boldness. Not in boldness, because the Bible says the righteous are bold as a lion, but the wicked flee from their own imagination. They're terrified by their own fears in their mind. Bold as a lion. Yeah. And we should preach the word of God with boldness and and, and not be afraid. Oh, uh, yes. And then when people realize the truth, you know, because that's such a fine line that, you know, it's a, I mean, it's a big, huge divide. Uh, don't get me wrong. But when somebody's saying, you know, just because of what they learned, they're saying, uh, you know, Jesus is God, when he's not God, there is one God, but, you know, they've learned this Trinity thing, and they're all, you know, part in, of their, in, it's like part of their DNA almost, but you know what? Right, right, and, right. and you know, you got generations and generations and generations of people following that, you got, I look at it as old wineskins, you're pouring new wine in, you know, um, you pour the wine in, or you plant the seed, and, and it's going to burst, and it's going to burst, yeah, right? It's yeah. it's going to burst, yeah, and, and they have to get. Depending on how it's handled and how it's presented and stuff, yeah, it could burst. And the other thing is, is that you know we're not responsible for growing the seed; we're responsible to plant the seed, and then um, you know the miracle happens. And so I'm glad that we're sharing the seed, the word of God, and the truth in spirit and in truth. So that that's a good thing. So. Right. I uh, thank God that I'm here and I'm able to do that with you. And it's a miracle that I'm here able to do this. Right. And, and I thank God for that. God took a very bad, horrible situation I'm in and turned it into something good because that's how over this nightmare. And um, we'll prevail in this like we always do. And the Bible says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And to the wicked one that's playing his games, you're not going to prosper. And the Bible says right. the the Bible says clearly, and I, the person that's listening knows exactly who I'm talking do to. Not, do not harm and, the prophet. And this but here's what the Bible says, says Lorraine. It's for, it's, it's for everybody. Do not right. harm my prophets. Don't do them any harm. Well, that's true. You know, you're out here. You're out here, and you're speaking boldly, and you're teaching the word of God and stuff. And people should be supporting you and not um, not causing you problems and hurting you and harming you in any way. You know, I look at it like Haman's gallows. You know, if you're going to set a trap for somebody, you're going to fall in Haman's gallows, your own trap, and it's going to end up, you know, hurting you in the end. So it's best not to plot and plan and scheme against somebody, whoever they are. It doesn't matter. That's right. But exactly. You, you shouldn't. You know, it, it it's something that is a God's law that, you know, he's going to protect people from, uh, he's going to protect his people. He's going to protect his prophets. 
and there's no doubt on that. And I believe that when you can share the word of God um, in spirit and truth, and you can make corrections that need to be corrected, like you're you're boldly correcting about Christmas and what it's become, um, you know, the ramifications you're of right. what is happening. And, and and that's a bold thing to do. And you lost your family over that. You lost, yeah, yeah. you know, your, your family from being in your life. We're talking thir- over 30 years. Yes, going, except my know. parents. That's right. And yeah. my father passed on. And, you know, the um, that's very true. And, you know, the Bible does say the pit that the wicked, the wicked dig for you, they're going to fall on themselves. That's all I got to say about that. But back, to, you know. The Trinity is a little confusing to people, but to believe the lies of you're once saved, always saved, you can well, do whatever you want and you're guaranteed heaven. It's okay to lie to your children about Santa. People know okay. better. They just love well, the let's, lie. Let's, let's, let's break down yeah. that Trinity difference. Let's break it down because a lot of people don't understand this. So let's break it down. Not break, assuming okay. that everybody knows what we're talking about. Pretty smart there, Lorraine. God made a very good choice in picking you as a co-host. Doing very good. You're right. Okay, it's very simple. The Bible teaches, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God. By the way, you can't reach a Jewish person with the Trinity because they know there's one God, so they're going to reject you in two seconds. That's what Satan wants. Okay. Yeah, okay. so anyway, so... There's one God, the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the creator of Scripture. And at one point between time and space, God begot, means brought into existence. He created a son from himself, almost like sort of a clone, but not a quite clone. And he made him to be the savior of the world. And he created the Holy Spirit on earth to reach man and convict people of their sins and to comfort those that follow Jesus as the son of a living God. So there is a Godhead of God, of Father God, his only begotten son. This concept of God the Father, God the Spirit, God the Son, three is one, is false. It's a Hindu pagan concept. It is nothing that Jesus ever taught. It is totally alien to the Old Testament and the, and the teachings in the Torah. Totally alien. Okay. So why did, why did uh, God um, send Jesus through a virgin birth? What, what is that all about? Well, we got only... Because Jesus came, Jesus was born of a virgin to die for our sins because we can't die for our own sins. So Jesus lived a life without sin, without rebellion against his father. So he is the perfect sacrifice for our sins. God teaches us we can't earn forgiveness. There is nothing you or I could do to earn forgiveness of our sins against God. It's a gift. We receive forgiveness by what Jesus But the fake Trinity Christian world says, that's it, you're saved and going to heaven. No, that's your first step into eternal life. Now we have to follow Jesus in spirit and truth. Now we have to take up our cross and follow Jesus as the son of a living God and overcome this world. Just like right now, you and I are overcoming what the devil's trying to shut my life down, and we're overcoming that. 
I'm not hiding mm-hmm. under a bed because I'm doing the same thing I always do, and I trust God's going to stop this nonsense, and he will, mm-hmm. because the truth okay. will always come out. You know what the truth's like real fast, Lorraine? The truth's like taking a 250-pound python, 30 feet long, putting it under a carpet and tacking it down with staples. Well, the moment that python starts to thrash and throw around, it's going to break right out of that carpet. You can't stop the truth of God. You think it just the truth will always It's like the truth we're oh. speaking now. We don't we don't we don't need to defend the truth. It's like a lion. You, you don't need to defend a 600-pound African lion. Just let it out of the cage. It can defend itself very well. We only have well, three okay. minutes left, Lorraine. Okay, so. okay, Lorraine. Um, so my my mother was Catholic, and she died when I was four. And so I wasn't really raised in the church, but, you know, I grew up believing Catholics, you know, knew what they were talking about anyway, right? And my whole family, so right. I'm half Italian, my whole family is in the Catholic faith pretty much. And when you're talking about the Trinity in the Catholic faith, um, they, you know, use like the Virgin Mary as intercessory prayer, you know, the right. mother of Jesus as an intercessory prayer. Why is that not biblical? Well, we only have two minutes left. Well, see, the thing is, when they set up a Trinity God, created Mary as the intercessor to this Trinity God. The reality mm-hmm. is there's one God, Father God, and Jesus is the intercessor for us as the Son of God. So the Trinity forced them to create some kind of Mary intercessor that's also demonic and wrong. And when Martin Luther and his Protestant lunatics broke away from the uh, Catholic Church, they took one they took two steps forward proclaiming priests can't forgive our sins and don't worship Mary. They took two steps forward, and then he slid back 20 steps by accepting Trinity, by by accepting salvation, by faith alone, works mean nothing, and then persecuting, uh, burning alive people at the stake as witches, and and being the the father of anti-Semitism. In fact, there couldn't have even been the Holocaust in Germany if Luther didn't plant the seed of anti-Semitic hatred uh, 400 years ago. But we've got to wrap the show up. It's a minute to go. All I can say, 60 seconds. You're out there. You're a parent. You've been participating in the Santa lie. End it now. End it right now. Tell your children it's fake. It's a lie. It's not real. There is no Santa. Christmas is about God sent his only begotten son to die for our sins, to bring us back to God. And I'll tell you, this year, Lorraine, God has my back because just America, the worst Arctic freeze we've ever seen. Do we have time to end in prayer? Can you lead us in prayer? We don't have time to end in prayer, but Mm. I just pray that people open their eyes and repent at the judgment that's coming because this is just a taste of the judgment that's coming upon this fake Christian world and the evil they love so much. And on that, I'll have to say, you know, God bless. Good. Take care. Thank you.